pick it. She lays it off. Teresa Polaris. It's an absolute peach. Is driving. What a hit from Melina Rez. Wow. And Sam Kerr has a hat trick. Meet him up. One and we're back from our final ad break. I'm and this is always my co-host Josh Parrish. We're on FNR, Radio Dub here. We have a special guest on my right-hand side. See, as I was a football sack intern last year. Mm-hmm. The new football sack intern this year, Mr. Oscar Rutherford. Oscar, welcome to Radio Dub, the best show on FNR. How are you feeling? I'm feeling all right, thanks, Pakua. Thanks for having me. I know that you hyped up this show as having one of the best, most experienced football journalists in this country on, so I'm glad you found time for Joey Lynch as well. So. Oh, funny, funny <laughs> man. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Come talk. on. Sorry. Now, Oscar, yeah. as a football second turn, we all, you have a team. Which team are you covering for this season? I am covering Melbourne City this season, Melbourne City men's and women's teams. Okay. Well, you know what? Since this is a football, a women's football show, tell me your thoughts on Melbourne uh, City. Women's, what, are you, what are your predictions for them this season? Yeah, I think it's a good question because I think Melbourne City are a really interesting team, obviously underperforming last season um, and have made just so many signings in the last like few months, just so many. And the thing that really gets me is, well, well, first of all, all like so many of the signings are young players. They've, they're clearly building for the future, which is, which is really exciting, I think. But also so many of their players are defenders. They've signed so many defenders. And like, <laughs> I know that lots of that's just kind of nominal. Like they don't have to play there. They could play in midfield. They could play further up the pitch. You've got Caitlin Torby, for example, who can play higher up and Tyler J. Blanish, that, those kinds of players. But also, uh, my, my worry for Melbourne City, Pakua, is where are the goals coming from? Like, they've brought in Hannah Wilkinson, New Zealand international striker, but yep. other than her, mm. they're relying on some really, really well, young players. I said to Oscar before the show started, I said Chelsea Blissett was going to be scoring a lot of goals from head, uh, head mm. at set pieces. So that's where their other goals are going to, 20 goals are going to come from this season. I mean, Hannah Wilkinson is a, Pretty experienced uh, target woman, I suppose. Um, so she's she's she'll add something up front, even if she's feeding on scraps. I think she looks like a good acquisition. But they've also lost creativity. I mean, Kanatsukira, I thought was quality, just used incorrectly. She's gone. Uh, Alex Chidiak, obviously off to Japan. So. Uh, the supply line, I don't think, is there either, and probably going to see this five at the back from from Rado Vidisic again. Uh, I'm not convinced that this team is going beyond the mid-table. Ooh, that's a different one to uh, what Joey had before. Mm. Why Why do you say that for you? Why do you think that? I think, just think it's a bit stodgy. Okay. I, I think they've they've got this five at the back. You know, it worked really well when you had Steph Catley and Ellie Carpenter, but they're marauding wing-backs or full-backs. They provide so much attacking thrust, and that team barely conceded a goal all season. And, you know, they won often by quite narrow margins, not universally, of course, um, but it wasn't a hugely entertaining team to watch despite the star power on display. Now you've got a really young team without those star names, without potentially that threat from wingback and that attacking width, and it's essentially just a line of five defenders and one really decent-looking striker up front. I don't, I don't see how they're going to create too many scoring opportunities. I think they'll be hard to break down. But I mean, similar to you, Oscar, I just think it's, it's too uh, bottom-heavy, this squad. Well, you know, I, as an Arsenal fan, I, I do love Steph Catley. She is my favourite Matilda, okay? So, obviously, it will always be hard to replace mm. someone of her skill level. Who is a player in the Melbourne City squad that you think is is actually going to be really exciting, though? Like, I know you have a little – you're a little bit 
cautious about like how the defense, the defensive they are looking. Is there a player going forward, or even maybe a defensive player that is exciting for you to, to look out for? Yeah, I mean, so they've brought in Rihanna Palacina from Newcastle. I think she's a really important signing for them in the midfield because she can kind of pick those passes and be that creative outlet that that they've lost or that they're they're missing with the likes of Kira and Shidiak having having gone. Uh, they've also got you know a couple of really really young attackers, so supporting. Um, Hannah Wilkinson, they've got Holly McNamara, who's I think just 18 years old or something like that. So they, they, they've, as I said, a team building for the future. And, and, and so that kind of makes them a bit of a wild card. You don't really know what to expect from lots of these players. Um, and, and so they could blow us away and be you know, way better than we thought and, and have this electricity and be like the team to watch. But equally, you know, may, maybe they'll find it hard going against some of the best teams in the country kind of thing. Well, you know, I always throw in a nugget from my uh, mm-hmm. FV emerging watching last yep, yep, season, yep. and it's Caitlin Courage, who I'm oh. hoping will make a few appearances. She's very young, very, very young, very raw, but she's got unbelievable pace and power to be thrown on a flank in the last 15 minutes of the game. I think she can burn any defenders, be it professional level or, you know, MPL. I really I really was blown away by her and many defenders were in yeah. the MPLW season as well. So I think that's a, a really shrewd pickup, even if she takes a while to adapt to, to the level. And I'd, like, I think it's a really good point. I think it's exactly the kind of player that Melbourne City need. But of course, it's putting so much responsibility on someone mm. who's so young. So it's kind of, that, that's kind of their major downfall is that although that, you know, particularly in the long term could be a great acquisition, in the short term, I'm not sure how well it's going to go for them. I, I like to look at Letitia McKenna as well. Mm. I mean, she's experienced in W League or A League women's terms. Uh, Josh, um, is that a swear jar? That's a swear jar. No, 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 no. Past experience. Okay, okay. Oof, I'm just we're, we're trying to say the correct name here. We are a professional uh, show here, so we try to stick with the professional she's names. Experienced in W League terms and carries that experience into the new era of the A League women. Yes. That's the how, way to phrase that it. That's the way to phrase it. Come on. No, no, uh, no, no swear, no Joe. Oh, that's right. I had the sting ready as well. on the line, but that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, you know, she's only, uh, what is she, 19, 20, but she's played some uh, serious senior football. So that's that's a good good acquisition, but I still have my reservations. On the other side of town, though, at Victory, they look absolutely stacked. I don't see how this Victory side isn't winning the league. I mean, Sydney FC maybe can uh, put it up to them in a one-off uh, finals match, but this victory squad, I think, was going to run away with the Premier's plate. Well, Oscar, he brings up Melbourne victory. And I know you're not limited to just the city side. I know you did your research. What were you, when you were doing your research, what did you see from victory that you really liked? No, you're right. I am a versatile performer. <laughs> so I bring plenty, plenty of qualities. Uh, yeah, look, I think that Josh's argument is very persuasive. I mean, it's a championship winning team and the core of that squad's the same. Lots of the Young players get an extra preseason, an extra year to get even better. You've got, you know, Kayla Morrison, Claudia Bunge, uh, Polly Doran, all these kinds of players. Let alone Melina Rares up top and and uh, Kyra Cooney Cross, and so and so. I completely understand why so many people are, are making that point that they won the league. Well, they've got the same players. Why can't they do it again? The thing that I feel like we're sometimes skimming over is the fact that last season. The victory weren't like runaway leaders or anything. They weren't far and away the best team in the comp kind of thing. Well, I mean, they finished third in the regular season and made the grand final. So. Exactly. So so in that way, I wonder if the fact that they won the grand final has kind of clouded our vision a bit as to how good this team is. Maybe, maybe I'll be my team, my words. But, you know, the likes of Sydney FC, they 
finished higher on the ladder than them. And I know that they've lost players, but they've also recruited. So, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's as clear-cut as it feels like some people want to argue that it is. Because not, not that I'm saying that's what Josh is doing, but but there are lots of other good teams as well who have maintained really good squads. And, and so the victory, I don't, I don't think, are significantly better than lots of the teams. I, my whole thing about victory is... They just have the X factor so many, in so many parts of the mm. park compared to other teams. Other teams have really nice, great squad squads, but when I look at Melbourne Victory, they have game winners who can change the match in just a split second, and can they can play different styles of football. And I think some other teams in the A League Women's are very limited to one style, and if it doesn't work for them, they struggle to you know change it up. That's how I feel about City, actually, to bring it back around. I feel that Rado Vidicic's teams in that uh, sort of five at the back, passing in the U-shape, trying to work it across the pitch, their plan in possession seems a little bit, if plan A doesn't work, do plan A better. And I think Jeff Hopkins is maybe underrated in terms of the coaching ranks. He's a very popular figure, obviously a really fantastic guy, but I don't think he's ever been seriously considered for... Uh, coaching positions further up the tree. Do you think he should be? I don't see why not. Yeah. I mean, if Victory pull it off again this season and win the and our champions or win a, win another trophy, Premier's plate, I, I don't see why he shouldn't be in the conversation to be the next Matilda's boss. He's, he knows the competition better than anybody, well, and he knows Australian players. He's been there, here for a long, long time. I will say Tony G is on a he's on a clock uh, like I said, the clock is ticking. <laughs> I, because I think it would be uh, premature. But, no, 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 no. I'm just I'm just saying that. We are getting closer and closer to the Asian. Uh, what was my brain just? The Asian Cup. Thank you. My brain just. Champions League. I, honestly, too many I mean, names. There is a women's Champions League now. It's a pretty limited competition, but hey, hey, women's Champions exist. League is. I, I get up on Arsenal. Oh no no no! I'm talking about Asian women's oh, Champions okay. League. <laughs> if Arsenal are playing, come on. Am I there? You're not, not no, going to no. get up and watch the Mitsubishi. No no no! Or... I will I will I will. Australian footballers are everywhere in the world, and you've got to watch them. Mm-hmm. Um. But he's on a clock, and I, I th- when we get to the Asian Cup, if they don't perform as well as they should, then maybe there is time we should, you know, start looking at some of these coaches in the A League women's because some of them are doing some some great work. Yeah, I, I honestly think he's doing a fantastic job, and it's not just about the talent on paper; it's also about the morale in the dressing room. You watch those Melbourne Victory players if you go down to a training session; everyone's having fun. Um, you know, he's mentoring all of them they're, individually. No, no, it's because they're playing. Uh, the millionaires is playing ACDC and everyone's, of course, they're yeah, having often fun. about. Come I mean, on. But we, we heard about the sort of individual mentoring that goes on there. I mean, uh, telling Molina Ayer, she has to get five tap-ins this season and everything else is a bonus. I like, I, I like that style of, uh, exactly. of coaching. I, I, think it, I think it works for players to give them sort of individual targets in their minds. And, yeah, I, I, I just have a lot of time for Jeff Hopkins. I, I feel like his sort of slightly avuncular style means that he isn't considered... Word of the day right there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he seems like he's your, your you know, fun uncle at, you know, at family Christmas or something. Uh, he comes across that way, and I don't think he's considered as seriously as these coaches who are very, like, technically minded and serious in the way they deal with the media and so forth. Yeah. I just don't feel as if he's taken seriously enough based on his achievements. Anyway, that's well, my tangent for the that's day. That's okay. guess we heard it here first. Javuncular. <laughs> Jeff Hopkins. Honestly, I need to get it I'm not going to lie to you know that word. Well, Oscar, before we go, you were in Sydney and you actually did see the Matildas' performance in, you know, in, in, in person, the in the yeah. flesh. You told me it wasn't the greatest vantage point, but you still saw it, the game in, in the flesh. What were your thoughts on that before we go? 
My thoughts were that the Wiggles were excellent. <laughs> I cannot recommend them enough. Yeah. Um, crowd engagement, top notch. Like it was, it was, it was a great spectacle. Um, don't know if that put off Jess and Ash and Courtney Nevin, but um, I think it put off Emily Van Egmond. I think she thought the ball was a hot potato. Yeah, yeah. might have put off Ellie Carpenter for a second as well. And and Kaya Simon tried to mash a banana over the crossbar. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That was a stretch. Maybe the Kai Simon one, it was a bit, it, the ball was a bit too hot, so it just flung off a okay. hot potato. I don't know. My Wiggles material needs some work. I'm Wake up, Josh. This game. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> this, is, this is a professional show. We, yeah. we have, you know, Wiggles mm-hmm. banter. Come on. Yeah, all right. I, I, sh- I shouldn't have brought them up. I apologise. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say that hasn't really been said about, about the, the performance. 3-0 was harsh, didn't deserve to lose 3-0. Um, conceding early goals in both halves, unfortunate, then a really soft penalty. So on another day, it would have been a really different game, but, you know, you can say that about every game. Um, I know that it was that, that it's been spoken about having Ellie Carpenter at centre-back, and I know you don't want to talk about it anymore. It upsets me, come on. But, but I did spend 10, 15 minutes at the start of the second half without the benefit of the broadcast going, that is... That is Ellie Carpenter at centre-back. Isn't it? That is what's happening here. I'm not Sometimes I'm not I have mad. nightmares about it and I go, oh, no, that's, that, was a, that, that wasn't a dream, actually. That actually happened in real life. It's upsetting. Yeah. Well, thank you, Oscar, for joining us. Hopefully we'll have you back on, you know, again, when Melbourne the season's actually kick-started. Thank you, Josh, as always. If you do want to listen to this after, you can always listen to it on Spotify, Spotify Apple Music, or any web Apple place. Podcast. Apple Podcast. Oh, when, it's the same place, Are we really? going to be on Apple Music? Are you, are you, of course. Are you come on. A single rap, rap verse <laughs> is going to be on. Dub EP. Come on. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Joey, as well, who was on at the start of the show. And uh, we'll see you next week. Pick it. She lays it off. Teresa Polias. It's an absolute peach. Here's Dre.